0: and streaming show where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. So we're going to talk about happiness today. Could your search for happiness actually be as simple as 10 simple steps? Well, that's what Amy Newmark says in her new book. It's Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your Ten Keys to Happiness. And I'm happy that Amy's here with us now on her own personal journey. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that you are the uh, publisher of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. You do many of this, but this particular book
1: is a personal passion project for you. It is a personal project for me. I've been doing this job for 14 years and I've read tens of thousands of stories that people have written for us. And these are really personal, revealing stories where people talk about what works in their lives and what doesn't. So with all of that exposure to people's innermost feelings, I really have figured out what works and I've tried to pass that on to people in this book. And this book is my way of giving back to our readers and saying, look, here's the synthesis of everything I've learned in 14 years in one volume for you. Because the Chicken Soup for the Soul, in general, we're reading these books because we want to be inspired and we want to feel
0: better. And happiness is one of those things that a lot of people think, okay, it's elusive, or maybe it's an accident. But it actually, we have a lot of control over what creates
1: happiness, according to your book. You know, we don't have control over a lot of things these days. Yeah, But we can control ourselves. Yeah. And I think everybody's looking for a fresh start right now. Yes. And these 10 keys to happiness, and by the way, you only need to do one of them to make a big difference in your life. These are things that we can control with tools we already have inside ourselves. So I'm gonna talk about um, the
0: first one, okay? So one key that you said, even if we just do one of these, we can be a lot happier. And the first one is count your blessings. Use the power of gratitude. There's a lot of science behind that.
1: There is, I mean, people who are grateful have been proven to have better relationships with other people, they do better in their family lives, their social lives, their work lives, their volunteer lives. Because everybody wants to be around people who are grateful and who are aware of the blessings in their lives. And I would say half of us are born with that kind of optimistic attitude, but the other half of us are not and we tend to go more towards the negative. And this is one of the few personality traits that you can actually change about yourself and it's really easy. If you write down one thing a day or three things a day that you're grateful for, you'll find in a couple of weeks that you really are a different person because you approach life now looking at each day with the viewpoint of, oh, what good thing am I going to discover in my day today? Right, and so many times, you know,
0: I'll, I'll have this discussion with my kids all the time, I'm like, what are you grateful for? And if they're in a bad mood, moo you know, and they'll, they'll think, well, if I had something to be grateful for, then I would feel happy. But in fact, it's when we're feeling low that you talk about, it's cultivating that gratitude, like even noticing I'm in a kind of a blue spot today, let me go consciously think of a few things I'm grateful for, and it could be a, something like a warm cup of tea, or a stranger
1: smiled at you and held the door. Right, anything like that matters, and I know it's worked for me personally. I have cancer, which I've been fighting for a few years now, and. I was sent to see a psychiatrist at one point because of my fear, you know, of what was coming. And I sat down with the psychiatrist and she said to me, so are you grateful for anything? And I went on for 20 minutes about all the things I was grateful for. My family, my amazing husband, my friends, my colleagues, my salary that was still being paid to me, my wonderful health insurance, all of these things. And then the next thing she said to me was, Uh, Do you have any unresolved issues? And I went into the whole thing about the power of forgiveness, which I talk about in the book also. But anyway, after my 50-minute hour was up with her, she said, you don't have to come back, you're already all set. (laughs) And, And I said, I think it's because of Chicken Soup for the Soul, because I've learned so much from Chicken Soup for the Soul stories about being grateful, counting my blessings, not being judgmental, all of those things, and I tried to put all of that into
0: this book. Yeah, and, and so the first one we talked about was count your blessings. Uh, tip two is free yourself with forgiveness. Put the past in the past. And those who've been watching Kara's Cures for a while or following my work know that I wrote the book Finding Dad from Love Child to Daughter. It really was a testament of the power of forgiveness. And
1: exactly. I, you
0: know, I, I, I look, you know, I'm back at that experience of meeting my dad when I was a teenager, and there was sort of a decision of, I have to clean slate this, or we're yes. not going to have a good. relationship. Relationship. And I was young enough and open-hearted enough, it seemed natural
1: to do. But sometimes we need to work on forgiveness, and it doesn't mean condoning bad behavior, right? No, it doesn't mean you're saying that that bad thing didn't happen. It's just saying, I will intellectually know that bad thing happened, but I will no longer keep reacting to it. I will no longer feel those negative emotions over and over again. I felt those in the past. There's no reason to bring them into my, into my present or my future. And there's a great story in there that I think is such an eye opener. It's by Lynn Sunday and she had been divorced for a few years and still hadn't moved forward with her life. And she told everybody all about her ex-husband until finally her best friend said to her, Lynn, you might as well still be married to the man, you take him with you wherever you go. And it was an epiphany for Lynn, she immediately said, this is crazy, I've made a prison for myself and locked myself inside it. And she immediately stopped feeling those negative emotions for him just by deciding. And she said she felt light and buoyant and free. And she finally moved forward with her life. Wow. And it, that's wonderful that she had the epiphany.
0: Some people, I feel like it might be, they need a little more of a prescription. Like they're thinking, well, I would like to let this go, but I wake up thinking about it all the time. Or uh, what are some of the keys to
1: choosing to forgive? So, another story that we have is from a woman who was having a lot of trouble with her mother in law. Her mother in law, for example, didn't include her in the family photos at a family wedding, even though she was married to the mother in law's son. I mean, that's a a glaring omission, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it was eating her up, all of this. And sometimes her mother in law was clueless that she was doing these things to her. She wasn't meaning to do them. So, she sat down at her computer and she spent a couple of days writing down every single bad thing that her mother-in-law had did, every grievance. And then she read each one and deleted it until her Word document was empty. Mm. And then she started with a clean slate and her relationship with her mother-in-law got so much better as a result. And people said, well, why? You're still the same person. But in fact,
0: making those conscious choices can really change you just energetically from the inside out because you've really consciously said, I'm not going to do this
1: anymore. I'm going to change the way I think. And it's free. It's instant. You can do it right now. Yeah. That's what's so powerful about it.
0: Yeah, I know some ancient cultures have the, uh, on a seasonal basis, they'll write down everything that's bothering them and then burn it, you know? And so do that safely. But uh, that can be another, just, you know, some sort of a ritual. I love the idea that she just did it right on her computer. That's very modern, but some sort of a ritual of like, I'm choosing to do this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So number three, helping someone else make a difference and feel empowered. Um, And this is so important because I guess it goes back to feeling grateful, but if you can help someone else, you realize you're not so bad
1: off and it boomerangs back at you, right? Absolutely. Therapists will actually tell their clients to go and do volunteer work because when you are helping others, you feel better about the richness of your own life. And so I have 10 stories in the book from people who are good role models for how helping someone else made them happier and that's what i have tried to do with the book each one of these keys to happiness has ten stories that show real people doing these things so that you will have role models to follow and you see how easy it is to do it yourself okay and then you want to also
0: have less stuff this is a big one i can't stand clutter it gets me all upset yet you know i i i Naturally, of a family, there's too much stuff sometimes. But just getting rid of extra stuff, you can feel a weight lifted.
1: It feels so great. In fact, I just was at the Starbucks near the station. And they were doing a um, a collection of prom clothing. Oh. And I had like 15 ties in the back of my car that my husband wanted to give away. So I put all of the ties in the prom collection. And I was so grateful to get rid of them. And my husband is so happy having half as many ties now in our house, but it's amazing how these possessions carry so much weight. Mm. And my husband and I moved six months ago, and we got rid of half our clothes, and we actually gave each other tours the other day of our much emptier closets. We were proudly showing off that we had so much less stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's fabulous to have less stuff, and the key is to identify it look at it and say wait a minute this could help someone else i'm holding on to someone else's blessing if i don't give this away and then put it in your car right Well, because sometimes people will say, oh, well, I have to keep this. So-and-so got it for me. I have to keep this. I wore it
0: 20 years ago to a special event. And I I know Oprah has said before that we shouldn't buy anything unless uh, we're ready to, if you buy a sweater, edit it and take the other one out. And also just uh, by giving it away, like you said, you're blessing someone else. Or if you're really feeling
1: sentimental, I guess you could take a picture of it. But you don't need to keep the stuff because otherwise, at the end of our life, you have so much stuff. And we have the memory that event that you wore that dress to 20 years ago, you can keep the memory of that event and it doesn't take up any space.
0: Do you have any stories in there about how to get rid of paperwork? I think that's harder for people than the actual clothing and stuff. Uh, I know if not, you can go to Marie Kondo, but like sometimes we just get overwhelmed by the paper that comes
1: in the house. Yeah, I thought I'd gotten rid of all the paper and then I found boxes of boxes, more of paper. I, you know, it would be better if we all just lived that way and we were pruning as we went along, but we're not. Right. So. I think if you're feeling down, if you just go and clean out one drawer, I guarantee you're going to feel better. You feel better. Yeah, especially start small, right? You can just do the junk drawer and you
0: think, okay, one drawer.
1: And once it's done, you're like, boom, I feel better. One drawer. If that drawer is too overwhelming, then that shelf over there. And if that's too overwhelming, that box in the garage. But just pick one and do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number five is thinking
0: positively. Change your thoughts to change your world. Lots of spiritual teachers have taught us this. Wayne Dyer said, change your thoughts and what you look at change, um, what you will look at change.
1: So uh, kind of back to the gratitude, Uh, if you tend to be more pessimistic, how do you do that? So one thing you could do is no matter what's going on, say to yourself, I bet there's a silver lining in here. And we have a story in that chapter by Nick Walker, who's the weather dude on... um, I think he was the weatherman for CNN for a while, one of the Atlanta-based stations. And he kept all of his rejection letters from his whole career in television. And he then sat down and went through all the rejection letters and realized that every time a door closed, another door opened and it was even better than the one that had closed and it mm. led to him being a national weatherman. Mm. And um, and then we have another story in there by a woman, Farida Wolf, who was having a really bad day, and she was stomping through the parking lot by the post office, and then she saw this woman stomping towards her, and she thought, is that what I look like? And she smiled at the woman, and the woman just visibly relaxed, and stopped stomping her feet, and smiled back at her, and then Farida realized this was how she could change every single day, just by smiling at somebody because you get back what you put out there. Mm -hmm,
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's so important, yeah. And making me time, carving out time and making yourself a priority. I think women tend to be not so great at this, especially uh, busy moms, but it's so important and you're pretty much better at everything in your life if you just allow yourself some time.
1: And we just have to believe that, because if we believe that we are entitled to the me time and that we will be better Wives, mothers, workers, et cetera, by taking half an hour of me time, then we'll actually do it. So carve out half an hour to read at night or half an hour to do stretches or ride your bike, whatever it is. But carve out a little bit of time each day that is just yours. Okay. Step outside your comfort zone. Try new things and face your fears. That is so empowering. When you try something new, and it could be something as simple as going to a grocery store you haven't been to before, so you don't know where anything is, or it could be something huge like going on vacation and riding a moped, whatever it is, little or big, when you do new things, you feel invigorated.
0: And this is something, you know, we try to tell young people all the time this, and it's probably a lesson that's harder to learn when you're a teenager, but be yourself, discover the unique superpower that only you have, that knowing that, you know, everyone has a purpose or that we all have a talent, because so many times you're comparing yourself to others.
1: You are, and these days you're comparing yourselves to the fake images that people portray on Instagram or Facebook, and that's not anybody's real life. Right. You know, that's somebody curating their own life for public viewing. So, a lot of the stories in this chapter are about embracing who you are instead of trying to cover it up. Like one woman was a larger size woman from her girlhood on and she was always taught to wear black. And Mm -hmm. she always wore black. And then finally somebody said to her, you should wear bright colors and show your beauty. And she did that and it changed her life.
0: She just felt like, hey, why am I hiding? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have heard that, right? Black is slimming, but also you want to be yourself, right? So um, pursue your passion, discover excitement and purpose again. You know, my mom used to tell me before I got in this career, um, she said, you know, when you grow up, just do what you love. The rest will take care of itself. Because so often you're thinking, oh, well, that career doesn't make any money, or will I be able to support myself? But when you pursue your passion, you automatically feel happier.
1: Well, I think that you do, and, and you might feel there's more purpose to what you do, but it doesn't have to be at work. Yeah. You know, you and I have jobs that we like, but if you have a job you don't really like, it just gets food on the table, well, pursue your passion outside of that job. Right, that's only eight hours of the day. But try to find some time each day or each week to pursue your passion. And how about getting outside
0: in nature to de-stress and put things in perspective? I know this works for me. If I'm feeling really stressed, I sometimes will get that image in my head of like wires just burning, you know, like too much going on. And if I just force myself to go outside, even five minutes and take a walk, I can start
1: myself feeling better. So it does work, I guess. You know, I don't even know if I would have put this on my list of 10 things, except for the pandemic. Because I think that starting in spring of 2020, we all rediscovered nature. Everybody was saying, have you ever seen the trees flower so much? Have you ever heard the birds sing so much? And I think we just weren't noticing before. But I know for me, with all the ups and downs of my life and various challenges, when I go outside in nature, I feel like just one little tiny living creature among millions of living creatures, and it puts my life in perspective, and also it's just so energizing to be out there and moving your body mm-hmm. freely. And you could go out and do something you know, like a five-mile run, which I would not do, or you could just go out and take a walk, or you could just sit on your deck you know, and enjoy nature. There's, um, there's been science that has said that just being exposed to trees makes you healthier and happier. Mm. Just being exposed to them. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. And I, I
0: think, you know, we've interviewed a lot of mental health professionals. They say one of the important things is to, is to get outside, just as you said, like just getting, well, you're getting the sunshine, the vitamin D, or just like you said, shifting your perspective. We really can shift our perspectives pretty quickly if we are aware of how low we're feeling.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's part of it is that you decided to go on this journey. What I love about this, Amy, is that it's a little bit different from the other Chicken Soup for the Souls is you kind of give us a little introduction to each chapter and you're sort of our guide um, because all of these things you've realized have worked. You've used your Wall Street analyst brain to say these are the 10 most important things to really move some happiness into our life.
1: Yeah, this is my gift back to our readers. It's 14 years of experience that I've distilled into one volume. And I meet you at the beginning of each chapter to give you a little guided tour of what you're going to read in each chapter. I, I I really do feel like it was time for me to give back, and that's what this book is.
0: Yeah, 101 true stories show you how to find joy, peace, and happiness in your own life. The Chicken Soup for the Soul books are everywhere, right? People can get them wherever books are sold. Walmart, your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever. Okay, and what's great is you know none of us have a lot of time, so uh, it's nice to just have these uh, little short stories. You could just read one a day, maybe share them with your kids,
1: because um, we can all just take some wisdom in little quick nuggets. There's a lot of wisdom in there for kids, by the way. Oh, it, good, it yeah. Really will be, it will be really valuable to moms who are looking for short lessons they can share Little with their kids. Little short lessons you can maybe read the night before or as they're falling asleep
0: or talk about at the dinner table. So, Amy, thank you, and, you know, we wish you good luck. I know you, that this has been a tough three years, and I know you're still battling your cancer, but I love that you put this out here because this has been really useful for you to keep a positive perspective, and, and you're sharing it with others. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being with us. Uh, you can get it anywhere. Get Start Your Happiness Now, Your 10 Keys for Happiness by Chicken Soup for the Soul. And for those of us who are local, it's good for you to know that uh, it's uh, produced and published right here in Connecticut. So it's a local company. Thanks for being here for Cara's Cures. Uh, if you want to find more content uh, that can be on the cutting edge of wellness, we encourage you to go back on WSB Plus, watch other episodes. You can also listen on the Cara's Cures podcast. And follow me on social media. I like to share this content there. It's at Kara Sundlin. Have a great day and be well.